Welcome back to Chat with the Hat. Episode 10, which is actually 9.2. So just catching up on our chat from last week. Going to give you the second part of that, where we kick off with the F1, some indie, and uh, topics of the day that we're going to be finishing off with the supercars coming leading into Darwin. And then at the end of it is an interview I had with Greg Beecham from Beecham Racing. He's been in the game for 30 years. He looks after Reef McCarthy at the moment down Formula V. And we all know Reef is destroying Victorian Formula Vs, even though he had a minor mishap on the third race at Phillip Island last time around when he spun it at the top of Lukey and got cleaned up, unfortunately, by Andre Curran. Uh, both drivers are all good as gold at the moment. Cars are getting repaired, getting ready for the next round. So Greg Beecham is a magnificent human, uh, spends a lot of his energy developing junior drivers and is very, very smart with the way he sets up his cars and offering all of his advice. So sit back, relax. This is part two and... We're heading off to Darwin next week, Winton this long weekend uh, for the TCR Shannon round, but I won't be there for this one, and I'm heading up to Darwin to the sunny weather, so this is it, episode 10, thanks again to Game Life, Jason Sweeney, I'll be catching up with him up in sunny Darwin, so gamelife.com.au, sponsoring our Chat with the Hat podcast, check us out on all the socials, check him out at gamelife.com.au for all of your gaming and streaming needs. Monaco, F1. At least we had a race this time because we didn't get an Italian race because of the flooding. Yeah, we, we had a little bit of rain at Monaco, but not quite as much as uh, as Italy's had over the last couple of weeks. So No. Yeah, it was uh, only a little smattering for the uh, for the last 20 laps, which thank God there was because it was a you know typical... Snooze fest Monaco up until that point. So, well, I was, I'll tell you right now, I was actually about probably three quarters of the way to fall asleep during the race. And it wasn't actually the race that woke me up. If you live in Melbourne, you'd know that we actually had an earthquake that night as well. And, uh, oh, yeah. that, that's what jolted me awake was my apartment decided that it was going to give it, give a God almighty shudder about halfway through the Monaco race. And that's what actually kicked me back awake to watch the end of the race. So, you know, thanks Dan Andrews for that earthquake. It was uh, much appreciated. So, <laughs> well, my, well, my neighbors just thought it was my subwoofer, but that's okay. <laughs> no, it was, uh, that, that was good. But now the, the last 20 laps of Monaco actually made it a little bit entertaining. You know, Max still won as he was always going to, but uh, at least, at least it brought a bit of entertainment and the cars were sliding around and people were banging into walls and, each other and you know all the kind of stuff that we want to see as race yeah fans. that was so, stroll and perez i mean the only thing they yeah, didn't yeah. hit was like <laughs> the target to be perfectly honest they hit pretty everything much, else yeah. and then oh wet tires it, yeah let's go put some wet tires in the wet you'd think that'd be a pretty solid idea yeah well you know it makes sense yeah it's, yeah unless you're aston martin well aston martin thought they were ferrari for about two minutes there on the uh, on the weekend and decided to pull a, pull a Ferrari race strategy and, you know, put the wrong tyres on it, you know, set of mediums is about to belt down with rain. So yeah. kudos to them. I, I don't I don't think Alonso was going to win the race, but he wouldn't have been 30 seconds behind at the end like he was. So. <laughs> he would have had a better chance if he had some grip. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, uh, but, you know, that was, you know, typical, typical, typical Monaco, a little bit dull, the race. The rain entertained it for a little bit, but, you know, is what it is at Monaco. We need to make yeah. these cars 
smaller is taking a race. Monaco is a punish, mate. It's a punish for fans. It's a punish for the drivers. It's a punish yeah. for the the commentators but, who are trying to talk up. There might be a, a move at the chicane, which they had to manufacture because it was even more dead boring. And everyone runs on forward anyway because they run out of racing room and no one has to give it back. So I will say, though, one thing that was bloody brilliant at Monaco was that qualifying session on Saturday. That was one of the greatest qualifying sessions I've ever watched in Formula One. That was, And when that's a highlight of your sport, yeah, that was cool. uh Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the, the race itself, said to a mate in, in one of the chats I've got after the qualifying, I said, if they can just do that again tomorrow instead of the race, I'd be happy. That, <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, that's that, my point. You've just made my yeah. point. The yeah. circuit's not conducive to good racing. It's no. an elitist uh, circuit for traditional. It's always so, been that way back in the the flamboyant days, back in the history. Yeah, so so the rich guys can see their F one cars. Yeah, pretty much. Them, yeah, they so, just yeah. want it, they just want it for the ego, right? And the yeah. and the, and the status, and that's fine. Yeah. But because of, guess what? Guess how many races F one do? Not twelve. Twenty. 24 this year. 24, I think is, so. and then moving up, I think they're increasing the numbers of races next year. Well, I think it's going to be 25 or 26 next year. 26? So I thought it was 26, I yeah. Think it might so, be 26, yeah. Yeah, and they race all the way around the world and still make it happen, so. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, last, last little touching point for, uh, for Monaco is uh, big kudos to, uh, to Oscar Piastri for getting his uh, second point in, uh, or his, his second set of points in Formula 1 yeah. for 10th place. Yeah, so. he made 10th, yeah. And then they were on the charge. Those McLarens were absolutely flying in the wet. I think they both made up about 20 seconds in the wet when they went under those wet tyres. So, you know, kudos to uh, to both Lando and that. Well, they finished line of stern to each other, didn't they? Didn't they finish? They did, yeah. Yeah. So, ninth and tenth. So, but yeah, big kudos to uh, to Oscar for getting his uh, second points in Formula One. Well done. Not bad for a rookie year, mate. You can't ask for too much more. No one's expecting him to win, but... Not too shabby at all, especially in a car that's probably not even worthy of the points at certain times. So, you know, well done to him. Yeah. Well, my big takeaway from Monaco, apart from boring, what else is boring in racing? F2, Jack Doohan bins it, right? He's uh, he's looking ready for a fairly good win slash pole or whatever he was going to take the, the, the win. The win. Yeah. But then yeah. has, has a crash, it happens. Catches fire, that happens. Marshals are out there to put it all out. And the next thing you see, this car's whizzing past, like a foot away from him, like almost cleaned up the boys. That's three rounds in a row that F1 have had boots on the ground on a green circuit, even though this was yellow with double yellows being waved, yeah. where punters on the track are just put themselves in risk. And that's it. And, you know, well, this time around, I it was much more driver fault, I believe. I think Oliver Martin was the, was the driver involved. He was not paying attention to the double wave yellows. He was still going absolutely flat out when he shouldn't have been. And he copped a, a drive-through penalty for, for his actions as well because it was classified as dangerous driving. And I've heard reports, which I can't confirm, that he might have actually been disqualified from the race because he's still finished in the points. So that hasn't been confirmed, but I, I can't see anywhere online that, that can confirm that. But, you know, if, if it is, then I, I would say I, I don't disagree with that because what he done was just bloody dangerous. Well, you almost, you know? there's, almost there's, cleaned up two fire marshals. Yeah, you know, if it, six inches to a foot to your, to your left and he's, he's potentially killed someone. So, you know. Yeah. But that's, that's, three, uh, that's three times we've had... Yeah. People on the circuit when cars, <laughs> cars are, are still, still on the track yeah. are still moving out of control, <laughs> you know, like in an yeah. out of controlled situation. And this, I deem this 
an out of controlled situation because you saw that in car footage like we all did. Oh. It was just all the marshals had a chance to do was literally turn around and just watch as they heard him coming and yeah. hope that he was a guy that had the reflex just to stay yeah. wide, like Which not luck, take the inside line. Yeah, because that's where Dewan's car was nosed in against the wall on fire. Yeah. So yeah, so that was something something that F one really have really got to tighten up on at the moment. Their procedures. Cause... Well, it's a big problem, and they you know they they made a lot of a, a lot of changes and procedural changes after the Jules Bianchi crash that you know. Well, they did absolutely cost yeah. cost him his life, but for some reason. This year, they seem to have. Well, you weren't allowed to on the yellows. So. You weren't allowed to scream around at full noise. They put yeah. a speed limit on a yellow, like a virtual yeah. yellow, or they put a speed limit on it, like whether it was a hundred or hundred and twenty k's an hour, yeah. to prevent the same incident that took Bianchi's life because he was yeah. racing in the wet, had and exactly yeah. the same off, yeah, as the car previous when the caterpillar was out there pulling out his car. Yeah, and it's same just, place, know, same time. Under a yellow, yeah. when he was trying F1 to catch up with all these changes. The yeah, and and F one made all these changes, which has helped. But for some reason this year, they've they've really let the ball slip with with safety and and people being on the track. So you know, FIA's got a lot to uh lot lot to divulge. In the yeah, they got to look at some stuff. Yeah, like yeah. this is this is it's been through good luck and not good management that somebody well, hasn't been each, hit by a car. Each individual in all three incident, of these circumstances, yeah. and each each individual incident has had the cars closer to the people on the track as well. So correct, they can't they can't just leave it to le- next one. Next one, what is it? They hit the guy, they kill someone. You know, then are they going to take action? You don't want to wait till someone's either permanently injured or killed before they take action. So no, and they know that, and they're not idiots. Yeah. And they're not fools. Like, like I agree that you can't <clears> have this situation continue. But the management at FIA, they know what's going on. But I believe quietly in my own back mind, it's all about TV and TV pressure. It's all about the yeah. commercial dollar and the commercial yeah. pressure is what let those first two incidences occur in the first place. The ones with all yeah. the journos in pit lane underneath the, because they wanted to get their photo for the podium, yeah. even though the race hadn't finished yet. <laughs> and yeah. I think it was, um, Orcon was coming in Orcon. Yeah. and almost wiped out like two or three journos, because they weren't behind the yellow line. They were in the fast lane. They weren't yeah. in the – like, if they stood behind the yellow line, then they would have been perfectly fine, but they well, don't. If, if, he, if he'd come into the pits five seconds later, they all would have been smack bang in the middle of that Yeah, m- milling lane. around in yeah. the yeah. – jostling for their spot yeah. in the middle of the fast lane, not just but, a know, couple I'll, of steps into it. I'll, Obviously, at that point, Ocon would have seen him, and he probably would have stopped the car. But still, that's just you know, that's he was still just, coming in for a tie change. It's not up to yeah, him, exactly. mate. They shouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah exactly. So you know, it's just just ridiculous. But uh, yeah, that's anyway, right. fix, fix your shit. F- Move on. FIA, so yeah. Move on. Uh, Indy five hundred. Okay, we're only going to give this like three minutes. Go. Well, it was only about three minutes of entertainment during the uh, the last sixteen laps of the race because the uh, the first hundred and eighty. Uh, 84 of them were pretty dull, but uh, afterwards, the the last 16, when everyone thought they had a chance to, to win it, it was uh, red flag after red flag after uh, after red flag at the end of the race. So there was some some pretty big accidents that took a, a lot of contenders out. Well, the first one was actually before this all started off, so the, uh, about probably midway through the race when uh, Rena's VK took out pole position winner and race favourite Alex Paolo in the uh, – in the pits, which took out took took them both out of race contention, so you know yeah, that was just dumb. 
bit of a dick move there from Reynas VK. That's he just lit it up, lit it up, speed to the left, took out the look, nose, and that was the end of it. To, to be honest, it was probably his team's partly at fault because they've obviously given him the green light to go out, and then he's just taken off and and clattered into Paolo. So you know that. No, was, but he uh, came across his nose. Yeah, and and you know he's so already got the just, line. And so you know it's an absolute idiot move, which cost both of them the race there. But then yeah, the last the last sixteen laps was just chaos. There was a crash after crash <laughs> yeah. after crash. So it was worth yeah. watching just on, it was worth watching on YouTube just for the last sixteen laps. Oh, if if you haven't if you haven't seen it yet, check out the race highlights or just jump onto you know jump onto Stan if you've got it and just, just fast forward the last sixteen stand, laps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but there was a, there was one big one, the the one major accident, which I think was the second red flag but that was when i can't remember which drivers it was but they um one of them spun out oh, in the back can't remember the names yeah but but spun out and um and, and then he eight laps back, to go yeah and then come back across the track and come back on onto the track after he'd spun out because he had no steering after he's you know clouded the the outside wall but as he's as he's come back onto the track he's he's hit um one, one of the other cars and it's just completely and utterly sheared the rear wheel off the off the car, which the first talking point of this was that rear wheel has then gone for an flying fly, gone fortunately over, over the, the catch fence, over the catch fence, over the grandstand, luckily, yeah. and landed landed on a car in the car park behind yeah. the grandstand. So uh, that was you know they, these these wheels have got tethers on them, so they're they're not meant to do that but this the, the way it's happened is just completely sheared the tether off that wheel and it's gone absolutely flying i don't think i've seen a wheel go that high before ever actually and uh fortunately it did go that high because it managed to clear the grandstand and didn't kill someone because it would have if it landed in it yeah for sure but uh and then the uh the car itself was then hit the wall and ended up skidding down the uh track on its roof for a little bit so that was yeah. probably the biggest crash of the weekend and uh Brought it, brought out the second red flag, and uh, yeah, that was that was nice and fun. But the the last little bit of the contention was the the actual finish itself. So you know, another it was it was no F one twenty twenty one, you know, final race Max and Lewis. But uh, Marcus Ericsson was a little bit uh, pissed off that they they didn't do the standard safety car procedure. Uh, after the last red flag with three laps to go, they normally do an out lap, a parade lap, or a warm up lap, and then go green. Why they only because because there was only three laps to go. They done an out lap and then went green to finish the race under green, which is what everybody wants. And, and they was all agreed to. Yeah, and there was only one person complaining about it. That was Marcus Ericsson because he was leading the race. He got passed and lost the race. And so, he won last know. year. And he's just having a sort. Exactly. So, you know, you know, he had 500 miles. It's like, sort that crap out. Exactly. You know, should have been further in front. Should have, should have, should have got, hey, should have got the restart better, you know? So, and, uh, Joseph Newgarden got his first win for, uh, for Roger Penske and his first Indianapolis 500 win. He's got a few championships already, but he took his, uh, first Indy 500 win. Roger Penske's 19th for his career. So. And uh, just to finalise the uh, the American Racing Weekend, he actually took the double. So Penske got the Indianapolis 500 and the Coca-Cola 600 that weekend. So big kudos to the... Uh, and nobody punched on in pit lane. Nobody <laughs> punched on in pit lane, yeah. So That's boring. Yeah. But uh, yeah, kudos to, uh, to Penske for, for doing the double that weekend. I mean, NASCAR is exciting because one guy leaves, loses the back end gets a bit taily, loses his front end and then gets squirrely and then like eight cars like slide and crash. That part's fine. I love it. But no one's punching on in pit lane. Like, come on, boys. Pick your game yeah. up. 
You set the standard lift already, haven't you? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Lift, lift your game. I mean, we've only seen it's one done. page this you? year, so yeah. <laughs> lift, 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 lift your game, lads. So, but that's uh, that's enough of American motorsport. We we don't want to talk too much about that. So, oh, mate, it's been a big couple of weeks in sport. Like we've had, so we've gone from Tassie. We went to Victoria for PI, um, and we had Indy and we had F1. I mean, it's it, and NASCAR. So, like, there's legit. There's heaps of racing going on. There's not much going on with supercars. Didn't mean, like, no. It's, it's well, that's that's why our Erebus boys are over <laughs> over watching the NASCAR. At the moment, hey, it's not so. just us, mate. So let's get back to the news. Let's go back to yeah, back uh, news. supercars news, basically. So we're talking about the fact that our boys are over. Erebus boys are over in America. So is Shane Van Gisbergen. and he's over there to race over at uh, Chicago. Yep. Uh, the street circuit. Our guys are hanging out over there at St. Louis and looking at a couple of other things, just hanging out with some ex-Erebus guys. By the way, indie guy, indie engineer, ex-Erebus man. Thank you very much. Hanging out with uh, Richard Childress Racing over there, I believe the Erebus lads are. Oh, they are, yeah, for that that side of things. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, So getting back to the domestic things, I think we're about to get the transient dyno sorted out on these uh, Mustangs with is the Camaro. For their, their little engine, the gear shift blip yeah. or whatever it is. So, as yeah. no, well, no, no, as everybody's been losing their mind about wanting transient dynos, I had no idea what the transient dyno actually was. So, thank you to the Google machine. All they do is instead of just running the engine up on a dyno itself, they actually assemble the entire drivetrain behind it. So it's under load as opposed to the, there's, there's, it's just engine speed and torque. You run the drivetrain all the way down to the transaxle and out with axles out to the outer hubs. Like you put your wheel hubs on. You don't put wheels on, but you put your wheel hubs up. So you actually run your drive full drivetrain. And yeah. instead of having maybe, I don't know, 10 data points, they actually have 20 or 30 data points. Because yeah. they 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 meter the loads and the torques all the way through the entire drivetrain. So I don't know why we didn't do that at the start. No, it doesn't. It's make expensive. Sense, but... It's costing. Yeah, I know. But we were running late, and we still don't even have in-car roll bar adjusters, and don't even yeah. get me started on that. <laughs> but, so there's another parity tweak. Engine mapping is coming to do. That's what they were trying to do with the short fix with the shift cuts. When they did that, it made no difference. Like uh, uh, both teams went, yeah, it's not really the answer. It's a, it's a stopgap. It's a band aid, but it's not really the answer. So anyway, yeah. the, the, we'll see what they're doing after this testing because everybody went to test this week. It was a uh, sanctioned test day at QR and Winton. The Queensland teams had a great day up there. Nice sunny weather, <laughs> and they got their program done. Melbourne, that Winton, nah, nah, nah cold man. and wet. Nope. Everybody bailed Invisible. out. Yeah. So sadly for Jay Hansen and Cooper Webster, young lads were meant to get a drive in uh, Will Brown's Erebus tomorrow, but they uh, they missed out on that, so that'll get rescheduled for sometime later in the year, I believe. But uh, they will. They yeah. So it, also, it doesn't count. Yeah. So because there was no I read the rules. laps done. So yeah. Did you read the rules on what the no. day? Oh my lord! Oh my lord! It was the most complicated situational based document ever about circumstances of this this and then this and then when it does count when it doesn't count so that 
at the end of the day, if you bail out two hours into a session or it gets wet and declared, yeah. it doesn't count as a test day. Like, like it doesn't count against you. Because we've got two test days left, yeah. which were uh, – sorry, by saying we, I'm talking Erebus, were keeping them in the pocket leading up into Sandown for the Enduros. So that's why we had our drivers – Development drivers, the uh, Jay Hansen with our Airbus <laughs> Academy and yep. um, Cooper Webster, who I did not know was on our radar, to be perfectly honest. So, yeah, that's me a surprise too. Um, yeah, well, the Barry and the guys have got their eye over many a young bloke. So, Coops and Jay were up there ready to run in Will's car because you're only allowed to run one chassis, you can't run two. And if a main driver is turning up for an eval day, he can only do no more than 10 laps for the entire day. Yeah. So Will or Brady were more than entitled to turn up, but they couldn't do more than 10. But they're over in the yeah. States hanging out with NASCAR boys, so. Living it up, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, what else we had going on in supercars? The, uh, oh, you know. Peace, mate. Fi- finally, you know, Barkley Nettle folded. Well, hang on. Hang on. Before we, before we clean that up, BJR yeah. went back on Thursday. Brad Jones Racing is the only Victorian team that did a full day. They went back on the Thursday because of Ooh, from it off. Yeah, and, and booked it straight back in. Yeah. They had, like, perfect conditions, nice sunny day, fine weather, and they got nice. a full a full program put in for all four cars. Yeah. So BJR, out of the Victorian teams, did a full test one. day. Yeah. Erebus well, weren't using it for a test day anyway. Walkinshaw, I don't know what they're going to do next because – they didn't get a, a run. Grove we well, used uh, as a rookie day. They declared it as a rookie day, but I think they pulled out early, so that doesn't yeah. count. It'll be interesting to see if uh, BJR have any uh, additional speed come the weekend, if they're the only victory. Well, you know, uh, it's done. Let's so. wait and see. Let's wait see and see. Go. Yeah, testing's done. Not a lot there because there wasn't a lot of it. So, yeah, let's uh, talk about Barkley Nettlefold. Finally, stating that they'd, uh, they'd like a bit more racing. Wow. Who'd have thought well, that uh, well, the, we well, the people time, actually want some more racing? I think it's the second time we've ever heard from Barclay Nettlefold since his cons- like the race investments race, yeah. bought the sport last year from Archer Capital, and being a global sport promoter, that's why he's part of the consortium to bring his skills as sport promotion to the category. Yeah. Uh, we've all been waiting for him to come up with a grand, a grand idea, a grand plan, a big plan, just a plan. A great plan. Any plan. Um, to expand the sport and grow it, yeah? We have. What so was his grand plan? In an interview with folks, and I listened to that very carefully. Yeah. And he wants and, to, uh, I want to go back to more racing, obviously, as the fans <clears> do. Well, it's 15 rounds a year. 15 Quite rounds, which house is... on that day, but... No, you know, and look, that's what... The return to New Zealand is number one online. priority. Yeah, which I believe Tupo or Taupo or however you pronounce it, it's got the... Topo. Uh, Topo, is it? Topo. Topo. Topo is going to uh, get that As in your little toe thing, so. doesn't have any money. Topo. <laughs> Topo, all right. Is the correct pronunciation. Right. There you go. Finally got some pronunciation right. Not like uh, wet, wet the, uh, the the Portuguese race called again. Oh, potty mouth. Potty mouth. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, 
So two four, yeah, they look like they're going to get get the New uh, New Zealand round back again, which is good because we need to be in New Zealand. We can't be. I don't think we can be a, a, a supercar series without a race in New Zealand. We've got too many good drivers over there and in not just in New Zealand, but in the series as well that uh, they need to be racing at home as well. So that's awesome. Uh, not overly keen on Singapore, to be perfectly honest with you, but look, if they're going to do it, they're going to do it. So as long as they don't take a round away from us over here, you know, if you want, yeah, whatever, you know, we can't really argue with them because they're going to do it anyway. So, and, Well, not uh, necessarily. Not that, like we spoke about this on the last potty, right? So this whole Singapore uh, support category plan that they want to do to slot in for international sponsor exposure, global yeah. global sponsorship exposure, um, nobody sees it. Let's, let's just talk court for what it is. And Sky Sports do not run the supercars yeah. on their broadcast, not one minute. So if you're not at the track, you don't see squat. Correct. So, yeah. Correct. So it's a white elephant. Yeah. Moving over to Singapore or Malaysia as a support category for for um F1, that will be being back into Australia, New Zealand, and and Southeast yeah. Asia relevant. But in Europe and America, they're not going to see shit. No. It's, it's not a, a thing. Dick, because dick waving competition for someone in supercars. So, so, look so at us. like we spoke about last time, and I don't want to harp on this. We, we spoke about it before, and we waste. It's a fool's errand, complete yeah. fool's errand. It's a thought bubble. It's dumb. We don't need to go to Singapore. We're not going to get any benefit out of it domestically. It doesn't improve domestic racing here. Our fans in Australia don't give a rat if no. we're going to Singapore. But New Zealand fans just want a race back in New Zealand. Yeah, but let's, you know, let's get let's get domestic right first before we bugger off well, chasing on, on the, the F one as lap dogs. On the bus side, we'll, we'll have a uh, a whole fleet of supercars stationed overseas now as well, Dad. David, that was the uh, that was the other thought bubble. So oh, that's you know, a great thought bubble. That one. Yeah, let's build another yeah. twenty five cars, park them up yeah. in Malaysia, and bounce them around for an international series yeah. that we're not even going to go. The entire fleet of already overpriced cars. Let's just build another 20, 25 of them because we won't have twenty six cars on the grid. We'll build twenty. Probably will have twenty six next yeah. year. Guarantee yeah. you that. Yeah. Well, let's hope so. But uh, you know, we uh, it's what what a dumb what a dumb idea. As soon as I saw that, I went. Whatever thought bubble that came out of, I said, put it straight back in and and pop it because that's just stupid. So. <laughs> yeah. So now we're going to have fifty bespoke supercars. I know you might be thinking maybe like the TCR world model where everyone's a production class car racing in multiple countries it's the same car all paratized globally with their balance of performance yeah. uh, adjustments across the make and model based on the averages of all of the racing finishes of all the cars that are racing in south america and uh europe and australia and yeah. uk and they come up with a number for how much weight people are going to, oh, how much ride height and all that other stuff, the tweaks. And he goes, yeah, let's just chuck another park, another bunch of supercars. We'll bank them over there so it'll save us money on freight. Hmm. We might use them three times a year. If that. Yeah. Well, at the moment, the only potential I see is two. Yeah. If they're running, if they're, if they're trying to chase the Southeast Asian Formula One calendar. If you want to move them, if they want to move them in shipping containers to Europe and then race them over there as a support category, and we're going to be 
a lap. Who's driving them? Yeah. Our boys aren't. Well, that's the thing. They're going to have to get the drivers over there and all that stuff too, the teams and all that crap. So, you know. Calendars don't be, line up. Yeah. So, you know, no, nah, that's just a dumb idea. Put it away, forget about yeah. it, move on. Yeah, flick yep. that on. <laughs> flick that on. I know, I know I've been criticizing them to come up with grand scheme ideas and expansion, but this is not it. No. Nah. Let's go back to getting QR back on the calendar. Open up QR a couple of other circuits. Well, bring Let's back, go back to 18, 18 races in Australia. Look, PI is lying up here. Yes, I know I'm Victorian-centric, but it's a world-class circuit that's ready to go. We're building another one down here. Newcastle yeah. has built a second yeah, circuit up at, at 45 minutes north of Newcastle. Yeah, they've got that new. Well, they've got a new circuit. Like there's there's circuits closing down. There's circuits opening up. Let's just get back to domestic. New Zealand can have three races if they choose to. Well, look, look. At the the only thing I can say is is look at the poles that are not just being put up on you know Speed Cafe and everything like that, but every supercars fan page across the. Across we did the our own poll on our media. own page two months ago with this yeah. question. And and you know one one of the one of the major things that I've seen across a lot of them is. Bring back the Endurance Cup. Give us the three Enduros. Give us the Gold Coast 600. Give us yeah, the Sandow 500. Yeah, but that's, but that's the... different. That's a different conversation, though. That's not extra it... rounds. That's just it's... putting an extra driver in and paying another driver teams to have the extra well, it's, expense. It's, 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 still put, it's still putting the rounds in there, though. Give us the 15 rounds or 16 rounds with three Endurance races. Don't, don't, don't try and put all these other things in there. Even if we only get the 15 rounds but we get the Endurance Cup back, that's what people are wanting. The endurance cup is still rounds and endurance cup. So, the endurance cup is still part of the calendar, though, mate. Or ranking currently, yeah, I hundred percent. I get that, but that's what that's what fans are saying they want. They're saying they want the endurance cup. They're not saying they want international races. They're not saying they want cars overseas. They're not saying they want all this stuff. They're saying they want the endurance cup back. They're saying they want these things. They're saying they want longer races here overseas. Like even in terms of in polls from what I've seen, they're not even necessarily saying they want 15 or 16 rounds. The most thing I've seen yeah, people say are. online yeah, they is are. they want, nah. I know, I know, I know they are. I know they are as well, but there, there is so many polls that have been put out there where everybody is saying, give us back the endurance race and we want yeah. more endurance race. But, the, want but, all that. but they're parallel it's, conversations, mate. Yeah. And I get that. 12 rounds a year. We've all gone. Yeah. That can get in the bin. Yeah, 100%. Right? So, and people were being asked, and we asked the question a month or two ago on our page. Yeah. And we got that, we got, what's the ideal number, right? 15. People were happy with 15. We want more, but people were happy to settle for having 15. Yeah. Ideally, getting back to one a fortnight. Yeah. Would be mint. But the team's commission knock that on the head because that means they have to come home, prep, rebuild, move out, and then they're never at home. This is why we're at where we're at now because the team's dictated where we're at now. Not supercars, not the TV broadcasters, not the sponsors. This has all come from the team's commission. And all of the responsibility for how many rounds we race is purely based on what the teams are prepared to do. And I've, I'm, I've said this since EP1. <laughs> yeah. I'm only in EP9, and I'm not backing away from it. No. Shane Howard is not telling supercars, teams, yeah. to be commercially viable and to grow this sport, we're going to A, expand the number of teams, B, yeah. expand the number of rounds, yeah. 
came out with the Millie Mouth statement stating, oh, there was, because of the high cost of Gen 3, mm. we're going to give the teams a concession and not expect them to pay to go <clears> racing <throat> for more rounds than 12. Supercars don't decide how many rounds are actually being raced because well, they take that to, to the commission. The commission just tell them, no, not going to do it. And, and he goes, okay, what do you want to do then? You know, and as, as we said earlier, they, they need to for, for a multitude of reasons. Like the one you touched on it earlier was they're, they're not getting the, the race prep and the race, what is it, you know? How can NASCAR race 46 race weeks in a year? Yeah. So, that, so they're not getting the drivers aren't getting the time and the teams aren't getting the time in the cars to actually understand and build and, and improve these new cars that they would if they had more rounds. The drivers are bored shitless. They're all going overseas and racing. Yeah, they're racing whatever they can. over here and racing different things, you know. So, yeah. you know, the, the the teams themselves the teams are, are bored starting shitless. To, <laughs> starting to post random shit on Facebook because they're bored out of their brains and they've got nothing to do. Like, you know. Which is the ultimate irony. Exactly. The, the fans are forgetting that supercars is on because we're going four weeks without racing and then all of a sudden we go, oh, oh there's supercars on again. I forgot about them, you know, so. Yeah, I'm going to a just, party or I've got a dinner on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I booked I book something on that weekend because I completely yeah. forgot you existed for a while. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, I know we've crapped on about this a lot. Oh, yeah, we have. Christ, it's, you know. look, look, we've been flogging this horse when it wasn't even dead. But anyway, now it's completely <laughs> dead. So, um, all right, let's, we'll put that aside, okay? So give that, that's give us more racing. That's all we want. <laughs> we just want more racing. We want we that's want it. better racing. We want more of it, and we want more cars. Yeah. Somebody run at me and say, Dave, you're talking out your butt. Yeah, so that's it. Someone convinced me that we should have less racing with less cars and was there a lot less less? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've lost, I lost the last bit. Less, less racing, less cars. Just less. I want, event I want more event. racing. Yeah. More. I want more racing. I want more teams. And yeah, more, more cars, more teams, more racing, more everything. Just yeah, more everything. Stop, stop, stop cutting things. Give us more. That's more everything. So, All right, cool. But, so but let's let's give up on that. Let's now. push on. Let's push on and bugger off. Let's get out of here. That's it. So, well, what do we what do we go for now? Uh, okay, Morrison? so speaking of uh, Enduro Cup, that we're going to have two out of the three this year because Sandown 500 yeah. is back. Jay Robotham is leading the tip for the second Batstone Racing co-drive with Cam Hill. Nice. All powered him. Yeah. Because the kid's like screaming around in Trans Am in Australia and doing super pickups in Thailand. Overseas as well, yeah. A lot of super doing awesome. And there should uh, be... There, is, uh, Joey uh, Mawson. Um, now, now yeah, I, I, I know we're running over time, but holy hell, I've got to give this at least two minutes, mate. Just two minutes short and sharp. Joey Mawson not getting a chance again is complete rubbish. He doesn't have a super license because he races S5000. The guy's been winning the gold star the last two years. Now, Ziberus wants him in to be the co-driver this year. Yeah. Doesn't have the technical accruement for a super license. Now, a super license is a supercars license, not a Motorsport Australia license, not a um, uh, FIA license. It's a supercars manufactured product. Yeah. The definition of what entitles you to have one is you either have to be a gold or platinum FIA license. Like, so you can race anywhere in the world, any category in the world, and hold a gold or an F or a platinum license. 
mm. as far as the FIA is concerned. Federation. <clears throat> yeah. World Sport. Motorsport Australia said we will endorse Joey Mawson. Like, we're happy to, like, issue it, but it comes down to supercars to actually let it happen. Because yeah. he hasn't had six Super 2s rounds, because he doesn't race in Super 2s. Mm. He races in S5000. And now Barry Rogers pulled this off last ep when he was talking about S5000 drivers getting blocked by supercars. This mm. is what he's talking about. And the ARG side of things are getting blocked by supercars because it's not their pathway. So supercars mm. are denying Joey Mawson an opportunity to be a co-driver with Timmy Slade. Yeah. Just a co-driver. Because he doesn't race in Super 2s <clears throat> and he doesn't hold a gold FIA license. And That's FIA ridiculous. turned their back on his application and said, nah, we're not going to issue a gold upgrade from your silver license to a yeah. gold. And it's got nothing to do with his ability to control a race car because those things are the most squirrely, they're the, one, they're the fastest cars in the country. Correct. And they're, they're so squirrely that it's a, it's a V8 engine in a car that weighs 600 kilos. Like these things are just insane. And so it's not like it's, is well, they weigh a bit more than that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think, I think they're about 900 kilos. Yeah, 850, 900 kilos. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, un, un, under a ton in a car that's got almost 900 horsepower. So, you know, it's, it's, it's stupid and they're, and they're just insanely fast. His inability to drive a car flat out is, is not the question. It's not in quest. That's not in question. Yeah. It it is literally, it is literally supercars going, you race in a rival race, racing category. We don't want you pretty much. And it's just dumb because he's a really good driver and he needs to be given the opportunity to race in the top flight of super. This is absolutely no different than Nathan Hearn. Being denied a super license dispensation when he was he'd won the trans at the TA two category, which is the same as the Trans Am category, it's the same car. Yeah. Uh for two years in a row. And Gary Rogers again was trying to get him into a co driver Bathurst and he got denied by supercars. Yeah. Guess where Nathan Hearn is right now? He's Racing in America. in America. Yeah, and doing all right. Yeah. Like he is dead set, living a dream and finding a pathway with a full yeah. sponsorship uh, deal over there. And when he's watching his, monitoring his conversations over there, he said, when you're a driver over here, the sponsors cannot do more for you yeah. than in Australia. Like yeah. over here... The drivers are drivers, right? The teams control the drivers. The sponsors don't do shit. The sponsors pay yeah. the teams. The teams pay the drivers. That's yeah. that's the deal. Over there, now, the team owners and the sponsors over there cannot do more for a, their driver. They are yeah. invested in their guy. Yeah. he's. We've lost Nathan Hearn to yeah. America because 100%. of the super license. Yeah. Just, and just the arrogance way. of supercars <clears throat> and the complete unnecessary implementation of it yeah exactly it's ridiculous and it's just it just drives me nuts just just before i forget while we're touching on this because i will forget about it if you haven't already not just you dave but if you haven't already everyone else check out dirt on youtube it's a series about the uh about dirt track racing in america that's just come out i think the three of five episodes have been released so far 
And yeah. it just made me remind of it because it touches on, you know, the sponsors and stuff like that and how much, you know, they actually get them in and just the way that the Americans actually treat their, their drivers and things like that over there and how differently things are run. It's, it's only dirt track racing, so it's all about speedway racing. Yeah. And it's just, it's just an awesome series. So there's five hour long episodes, I think. And it's just awesome. Just see how, like, is that on YouTube? American race. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Check it out. It's called Dirt. Just Dirt. And it's, yeah, just dirt. So yeah, if you just Google dirt, or if it doesn't come up, dirt speedway. Well, and go to just, YouTube and then search for dirt. Yeah, you're going to get yeah, a million yeah. things that say dirt, yeah, like so, say dirt so, speedway or something. Yeah, dirt speedway or dirt sprint cars, something like that. Is it a sprint it, it, car it, it, or speedway? It's it's speedway. So it's based on on midgets. Um, yeah. pretty much all of it. So yeah, it's it's about um they they follow Kyle Larson, the uh, NASCAR driver. Yeah, uh, for the most part around it, and also talk to a lot of the other drivers that are used. Well, there's a lot of parallel with over. like watching Brody and Cam Waters doing yeah spring car yeah. here. Yeah, and it, it's just awesome. It just reminded me of that when we were talking about how the sponsors and stuff sponsors, like that do it. Yeah, just, because they invest. They yeah. American American sponsors in sport. They yeah. don't just like hand the money over and just like turn up and might get a you know grid walk or whatever, or, no, or, or exactly. not even bother to turn up. Like they they're fully invested. Yeah, and they're there. They're at the track. The team owners are there. Like they're all everyone's there, and it's yeah, all. But they want to know, know their said, guy too. It's all about the driver. Yeah, they're they're you know they they become a family. You know that's what it is. It's not just a you know it's not just that. So that you you do get to see a bit of that in in that series. So check it out. It's pretty good. So yeah, sweet as. So yeah. let's wrap this up. Yeah, you know, I, lo- I love the sport. I'm not a big fan of the way it's being managed, but when you start yeah. restricting people like this, Joey Mawson deserves the ability yeah. to ride. When a team is already sponsoring him, he's already got to ride. It's not him knocking on the door saying, can I have a go? Can you find me somewhere? 100%. Premier are going, yeah, we want him. 100%. No, he doesn't just qualify. Touch- Why not? Just they have the opportunity and the power to grant a dispensation. Yeah. They can just Get rid of the. They have the power to overrule their own rules. Yeah, hundred percent. I just want to touch on what you just said there about you know the lo- love and the sport. Like we 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 rag on supercars a lot here, but it's not it's not supercars. It's not supercars. It's not the racing. It's not the category itself that we're ragging on here. It's the management and the way that people in their upper echelons of management are doing certain things within the sport that is messing it up. That that we are pissed off about. Like the sport itself, we love it. That's why we're here. We were doing this podcast because we love supercars. It's awesome. You Damn know, right. We, we love the sport itself. We love the racing. We love the drivers. We love the teams. We love all that stuff. But management, we're going to hold them accountable. Do better. If they're, if, if they're doing crap, every and, and, and you should. If you're in a management role, you need to be held accountable when you're doing shit wrong. You know. So that's the ones we. we if you if you do things that us as fans don't like. We've got a podcast here where well, we're lucky got enough two to be choices, able to do this. Mate. They we'll can listen to the fans. So. They can listen to the fans like us and and the people who support us in a similar point of view, or they just ignore us. And yeah. I think recent history has shown that they're kind of ignoring what fans are saying, and then mm-hmm. it hits a trigger point. You know, it gets a, like a flashpoint gets too hot, and then yeah. they react. So they're yeah. reactive when yeah. the the backlash gets too too spicy. Yeah. Be proactive, uh, not reactive. Yeah, but they've already been given the information, but they think they're going to do it their way because they know how sport runs, and we don't because we don't run race teams, which is true. We're just fans. Yeah. It's it's just what we're not commercial. We we're just turn up. Some of us, some people are members of a race team. Some people are members of supercars. Some people are just yeah. like most people are just wanting to watch car racing for free. Yeah, and they just like the sport. Unfortunately, yeah. it's a user pay system at the moment. So Fox tells you only 
real avenue or KO to get what you get. Yep. Channel seven deal is a complete cluster. That yes. that was a lie. I'll call it yep. flat out for what it is. For what we were told it was when Channel Seven took the yeah the shared broadcast rights because Fox still are the main broadcaster and they take yep. their portion. And yep. what we were told when the whole deal was put together, we're going to get a lot more free to air. That's a lie. Yeah, that bugger all. Midnight, midnight to one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> on a on a Saturday and a Sunday and a Monday night to recap. Yeah, no, that, that's that's not free to air broadcasting. Um, no. they do have simulcast with the street racing. Yeah. And the the marquee races, the street race circuits, because the state governments pay for those. Yeah. So they take those off because they're going to get uh, some ads Government. that they can shuffle Government. through, shuffle yeah. through that because people will watch that because that's their only opportunity for they don't have Foxtel. So yeah, they'll shuffle like you like you hate um, five minutes racing, five minutes ads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, but I understand they got, why they've got to pay for that. It, They're commercial yeah. station. It's, it, it is yeah. what you get. I get yeah. that. I understand that. But, yeah. you know. It's got to be done. But, yeah, you know, there's a lot, lot to do. Pick it up. Let's move on to uh, Darwin, man. <clears throat> We've got Darwin coming up. Coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, two yeah. weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks, yep. Yeah. So that should be uh, should be fun. Indigenous liveries. Yeah. So that, Every that team good. has to put out an Indigenous livery. Not an optional thing anymore. It's man. It's not optional. Good. I yep. want to see the different liveries. I love the new liveries. So it's always good to see what they are, what they come up with. So let's see what, uh, let's see what happens there. I'll be uh, looking forward to them. And, uh, well, based on last yeah. year, I think Shell's my favorites were the Shell cars. Yeah. There's, there's were mint. WAU came in a very close second. Yeah. They Chaz's were car. Ones, yeah. Yeah. Was absolutely mint. Who's the other one? There was another See, one. Had a good one. Not, last not year. everybody did one. No, not everyone did one last year. But it'll be. I'll be I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who they got this year. I want to see what they're going to do with a with an indigenous pizza hut delivery car. I'm going to see. How <laughs> 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 oh, well, look, there's a lot. There's a lot of reds and whites in uh in indigenous uh in indigenous artwork. So they're very you know kind of earthy colours. So they can they can they can come up with something. I reckon. See, see white, how they go. White liveries are shit, mate. They're, <laughs> they're just and, and tell us that, tell John us that Withers, you if you're out there listening, you heard me. Yeah. <laughs> they are no, they're pretty, they're pretty bad. But uh, you know, pepperoni pizza, white and red dots. Just uh, you know, see how that goes. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh, now we're going to culturally inappropriate appropriations <laughs> with using pepperonis as dot art on a yeah. pizza hut Done. car. Yeah, all right, yeah, get it done. And uh, just just before we do finish up there, we we did have uh, Lisa, who's our fearless lead admin on the uh, on the Erebus page, did want to know who we rate for the uh, for the Darwin Triple Crown as well. So, who's your uh, who's who's your top pick, Dave? Okay, based on the fact that the testing results haven't been done, we don't know about the remapping, which is fine. I'm still I'm still banking Erebus with their straight line speed. Brock Feeney and Shane also had straight line speed. This is a straight line speed track. It's another drag yeah. strip. And yeah. Like a, a 1K main straight, uh, you just hang a lefty and then you floor it, do a dog yeah. leg, and then floor it, jump back around again. Like it's, it's only a short yeah. circuit, mate. It's only two, two and a half, 2.3Ks. 
2.8. I think it's 2.8. 2.3. It's 2.3K. 2.3. Oh, there you go. Oh, geez. It's 2.3K. Yeah. So, and, well, well, it's like Tassie. It's very much gonna, the same distance of Tassie without the actual savage hairpin. I'm going to go out there and just straight I'm out. I'm going Erebus. I reckon well, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go And I think Triple Eight will be right in our ass. Pick a driver as well, but I reckon Will's going to continue his form from uh, from Tassie and will dominate the weekend again. So I reckon a couple more wins for Will, and maybe uh, may, maybe one for Brody. As long as a cool, I think I think it might come down to cool suits. Might come down to cool suits as well if it's hot. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, we've had a bit. What of do you trouble. mean if? Are you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean yeah. if? It's Darwin. Yeah, true. Like, if someone's cool suit fails, you're screwed. Which we've had issues with in the past. We have. With us. And Will's been brain cooked a few times. Yeah. So I had to cork him. Yeah. Because his, his helmet fan, like, in cool suit fail. Shane was taking the piss this week in an interview saying, as long as you've got the cool suit box on the right-hand side of the car, like the right <laughs> side of the car, we're good. <laughs> good to go. Good to go. No, good be to go. Right. Um, uh, Matt Stone Racing, like they showed real pace in Tassie. Now, I consider this the similar setup. Tassie to Darwin is a pretty, pretty similar setup. It's drag strip turn, drag strip turn, drag strip turn. The temperatures are different, but the setup, the balance, the balance of the car should be same. Apart from if they can the keep it up, they're going to get a podium. MSR will get a podium if they can keep the pace going. I reckon so. Watch, the, watch this space for MSR. Well where, well, where do you see it? Do you see do you see Tickford getting Cam up? If, or? if they can fix the issues, there, there might be, like, if they can or if JC. Got fixed, if they've got it fixed, then I don't see any reason why JC or Cam or even Chaz can get their car onto the podium. Well, where's Reynolds' pace gone? Whether they can win or I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's another mystery. So, you know, but if he's if he fires, he's up there as well. But it, it's a matter of Ford fixing these mapping issues. If they if they can get that done, the supercars and Ford can fix these mapping issues, then I think we we will we'll see them up there. Are they going to win? Probably not. I think Triple Eight and Erebus are still dominant in this Gen Three era. But yeah, in the in the window, I, I, they're still in the window. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you'll I think you'll see some Mustangs up there for a podium if they are if they have fixed this issue after this testing weekend, which hopefully they have. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So do I. Hundred yeah. percent. I don't want them to win. No, they can get in the bid. But, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> I still want our boys to clean up, hundred yeah. percent. But I also want to see um, old school door-to-door racing. Yeah, I just want to see him bumper to bumper and wheel to wheel. So you know, yeah, door-to-door. I want to see door-to-door. I want to see guys getting on the inside, and because we've got what uh, a long, a long turn back after the main straight, then you hang a righty, which gets a bit loose. That one yeah. there, when the, like that turn three. Yeah, in into the you know the dog leg part up yeah, to yeah, six, yeah. six and six. Always contact. Always someone's yeah. pushing on there. That's why they had to put that whole new. That's when remember yeah. when JC missed the wall. Yeah, like the the the, the car catching wall because he got yeah. so loose and ended up going back onto the other side of the circuit. Had that massive yeah. stack. Was that last year? Or the year before? That was last, last year. That was last, last year. year. Yeah. yeah. So they've had to extend that. Like driver yeah. catch, like the car catch wall, because nobody yeah. expected that car to get shunted or punted on the exit so that yeah. that hard to the left. Yeah. So all so of that, gonna... all of that. Like I'm in, I'm in for all of Darwin. It's not oh, to mention it's going to be a scooter palooza, and it's just going to be a bender. Great track. 
10, are 10 we, days uh, of just partying. Are we, are we, are we, are we hating you while I sit in the Melbourne cold while you enjoy yourself partying up there? That's for sure. Well, you can <laughs> hate me for many a reason. One, Queensland beat you. Two, I'm in Darwin. <laughs> Three, I'm on a chopper doing a pub crawl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at the pub. And five, I'm at the racing. So, like, I mean, you know, I mean, I might, I might be at the pub, but we'll see. We'll see. The rest of them, mate, probably not. <laughs> yeah, my, my pub's going to be better than your pub. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, it's all good. My, my, my local's pretty good. Hello, Elwood Lounge. <laughs> yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you're a big fish in a small pond. I am. All right. Well, I reckon that's it. I reckon we're, we're out. pretty well done there. Then, so yeah, that's uh, I've got some interviews to drop in. Beauty, Greg Beecham, who's been running Formula V's for thirty years. He's forgotten more than we ever will know, but he's the one that's developing all these young drivers all the through, and not just his own team. He's also doing all the support for a lot of the young people up and down the lane, and he's he's an absolute legend. So it's Greg Beecham Racing. Once again, thank you to GameLife.com.au, Jason Sweeney, you little legend. Can't wait to catch up with you up in Darwin. So Rowan, get over your Rona. You've done well. You've only like coughed like three times. So, yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself. I think this is the least I've coughed in the last two weeks. So maybe, maybe I just need to do more podcasts. So. I think so. <laughs> it's good for your health, mate. It's good for yeah, your we'll, health. We'll just crack one out every night until I'm feeling tipped up again. <laughs> all right, mate. Well, um, thanks, Jace, for helping us out with Game Life and all of your streaming needs. Uh, also, Stewie at Re- Mini Rev Heads. Yes. Uh, the, the winners have received their little Rev Heads uh, from our competition. Yeah. Tony Heffernan, yep. Yes. So we've got a new range coming through. So once again, go and check out Mini Rev Heads. That's M-I-N-I-R-E-V-H-E-A-D-Z, as in Rev Heads with a Z. MiniRevHeads.com. Go and check out Stewie's kit. There's discount codes floating around at the moment. I'm not sure if they're still valid because we're a bit late, but. Mate, you can just try it. Maybe it hasn't been taken down. If it does work, MRHX3, Mini Rev Heads times three. You can buy three for the price of two. You pick your own three pack. If that if that code is still valid, put that into the website at the checkout and you can get three Mini Rev Heads for the price of two. There's a series of six at the moment, but I know, I know there's more coming and you're going to love it. So. Beauty. Uh, All right, bud. Right, good, to see you. good to see you getting back on your health. Thank you for listening, Thanks, guys. Mate. Check us out on Facebook and chat with a hat. All one word, chat with a hat. But coming up next is our interview with Greg Beecham from Beecham Racing. See you next week. Okay, welcome everybody. We are on another chat with the hat. I'm Dave, and this is the guru of Formula V, Greg Beecham. We are sitting in his car trailer. We had a chat with Scott Reef McCarthy just before. So, uh, Greg's going to tell you all about how he does what he does and how he just manages to keep unearthing prodigious talent and dominating the Formula Vs in Victoria. Greg Beecham, welcome. Thanks, Dave. All right, let's go back to where we all started. 
I've been involved in motorsport for over 40 years, um, with Formula V 26 years. Um, I race carts, also run Formula Libra, and also historic cars. And as my son got older, he got interest because he was following Dad all over the place. And um, he started when he was about 12 in a buggy, and then when he was 16, back then you had to be 16 before you could get your circuit licence, um, we had a uh, Mark 1 GT Escort. And so he started off with that, and he said, Dad, I want a Formula V. Oh, alright, the Volkswagen. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so we did, we bought one from Western Australia, Danny Wallace's car, which was the number one car in Western Australia, and he raced that for some time, and he also built a Jaser for him, got it off David Cutts, and he raced that, and in 2006 he won the Victorian State Championship in that as well as he won Young Guns and Formula V Association. And How old was he then? Just on 18, I think. Yeah, okay, so a couple of years in. And he's yeah, two, three years in, and he was starting to win here. Yeah. Um, we then, uh, Chase has brought out a, a newer model car, the VK2, and we bought one of those, so I built that for him. And we went to Bathurst, and the, um, there's a guy from New Zealand there, spied the car, and now we're running it, I think, and went up the store and said, um, Want to lease a car? We'd never done that before. It's 26, 7 years ago. So after I built one, two, three, four, about six or seven cars and leased them all out, we had Ken Philby race for us, we had um, Sam Power race for us, who Sam does the Formula One stuff now. Jack Saul, um, we've had a few other people, but mainly those main people. And then in um, 2013, Matt Stubbs from New Zealand, who was racing our car, um, he was then in Reef's car, that was what Reef has got now, was Matt's car, the O2 Saver, one of the first ones, and he won the Australian Championship in that, as well as the Victorian. He then in 2014, won the Australian Championship again, and the Victorian, and the Formula V. Um, and then in 2015, um, we stopped racing cars. Um, by the way, Ken Philby also won the National Series, uh, two for us in a, um, in a uh, 1200 Elliott. And you were engineering all these cars? Yes, yes, that was, uh, that was <laughs> yeah. yeah. At one stage we had four cars involved. Yeah. In the whole team. Yeah. That's why we got this big trailer and a big canopy on the side. Yeah. yeah, four cars. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was yeah, Busy yeah. time. Oh, yeah, you're not wrong. I was a lot younger than too, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, and then so we continued leasing, and then we had a little bit of a break for a little while. And then I, I was still running the Elliott with Ken Philby in Queensland. I did that for about two or three years, going up to Queensland and then running the Elliott. Stopped doing that and Ken won the other O2 Saver, which um, Johnny Casamati runs now. Yep. He ran that in Queensland for a year. And then the Elliot was there. Scott McCarthy approached me and said, Have you got a car to lease? I said, All I've got is this Elliot. No. He said, Oh, yeah, you want to sell it? I'm sitting there doing nothing. Yeah, okay. So they bought the Elliot off me, which was Frank Hare's car. 
the only the only Formula V that have won um, five Australian championships. No other cars ever won five Australian championships. They were just sitting in the garage. In my garage, it was. When I got it, it was in pieces, and I put it. I rebuilt it and put it all together. Yeah, right. And I also won at the Thunderdome too when they raced. Yeah. So that would have been mad. Oh, the Thunderdome, like yeah. that bank angle. A fair deal. Frank was a bit of a um, a, he was a bit of a sneaky driver. Like he, he wasn't in the lead. And, and as you know, we get a lot of toes. Yeah. And the last lap, all of a sudden, it popped out and he, he, he won it. So we took Reef up to Winton. This is where we start with Reef now. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what to expect. He was a 14 year old Carter, and my son had said to me, Dad. Why are you mucking around with young carters? They, they know everything. I said, well, no, they don't. Not all of them. Some of them might. <laughs> so we got him all seated in. Now, before we got onto the track for this test time in the alley, first of all, it was at my place getting ready, and he grabbed the gear stick and said, what's that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Extra pedals? Yeah. Oh, what are these? Yeah. I'm going, oh, dear, dear me. So we went up the went and went in, and before, well, this is some of the funny things, I'm going to keep this for his 21st. Yeah, good. Before, okay, I'll cut this bit out when I post it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can keep it going. Um, before we got out of the carport up he proceeded to nearly run over his dad, uh -huh. just about cleaned me up, nearly hit the fire truck and took out a roller door. And I'm going, we haven't even got on the track yet. <laughs> so anyway, he got on the track, and by midday, I was sitting there with Scott and I just turned around to Scott and said, we've got a champ here. And so he ran that for 12 months and then, um, and that was the only car that I was sort of involved in. So this was the first day of testing, the first time he's jumped in a car, never, never, never obviously, never, green never. as, couldn't get more green no, apart from he has no. co-karting. When someone puts their hand on a gear stick and says, what's this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Um, we had the other O2 Sabre there. We had, I had both teams, two O2 Sabres, and Ken was had been running the other one. And then um, we had the other one in pieces, the, the, the car that Reef drives now. And uh, Scott said, what are you going to do with that? I said, oh, you want it? He goes, yeah. So we went out of the Elliot, and we put him in this O2 Sabre. And, um, and it was in a thousand pieces and I had to get to chassis powder cake. And I said to Scott, he comes to my place, to my workshop, and he spends a week with me putting this car together. Best thing I ever did with him, and he learned so much. I also told him to watch Matt Stump's videos on YouTube, and he did that. He's just walked in the door there, so I can't speak about him much more. <laughs> <laughs> He's dropping. You've had your turn. Um, so yeah, we, we started off with the Xmax Stubbs car, which is the uh, just Yep. And um, so now we, well, you're 19 now, aren't you? Yep. 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 So he's been with me for five years. Yep. It's taken me, it didn't take me five years to get where he is. It took me about three, three and a half. In the meantime, he had, he was still racing the Vs. He was with Terry Whitehart Image. Yep. Um, with, the, with the Super 2s, and of course he went on to not much in the super, oh, super threes, super threes. And, yeah, then super twos, yeah. But one of the, the, the greatest things that he has got going for him, for him was he listened to everything I told him to do, and he still, to this day, listens to me and still asks me you know, what we should do there. And that, that has worked mid 
because we look where he is now. We've just finished a race. Yep. Right? Now, prior to that, we went a fortnight ago, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he won every race by more than 12 seconds. He did. That, that does not, I have not seen that happen in Formula Breeze. I can't remember what I've seen. I've seen races being won by that as well, and there's been a crash behind or something, but I've never seen just outright and not three in a row. Mm. He just had his first race here, one in Phillip Island, won by 13.8 seconds. Um, people just said to me, can you put his bar plug lead off? <laughs> or put his 1.6 back in and get the two liter out. So any, <laughs> any, any young karting guys that's coming into it and you get someone that will help you, you need to listen to some of these people that have been around for a while yeah. and, that, and that's, you'll get somewhere. But yeah, he's been, he's been excellent in that way, and as I said. And I've done a lot, a lot of work in developing the car. Yeah. Um, and I'm working now with John, of course, getting him up to speed the same as what uh, previous year. And I've also got young Charlie, who's just a young girl, running that's X Max Matt Stubbs is Jason. Yep. And that car actually won the Hill Club Championship. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, he won a Victorian in that too as well. So she's got that and she's starting to really come good. And Brandon, the other car, the other O2 Saver, um, he's um, he was racing with us some time ago, a long time ago, in twelve hundreds and also in sixteens. And, um, and he's just come back in the other two O2 Savers. Still learning it. The O2 Saver is not the easiest car in the world to drive. They're a magnificent car, but once you get the hang of them, they are quick, fast car. Yeah, sure. Yeah. As evidenced by a race launch off the start line today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like slingshot. Someone, they tell me that I'm running NOS in it. Yeah, I couldn't get over it. I'm nah. standing on the on the roof there. Yeah. Lights go out. The entire grid all moved together. I look down and I see Reese is only three car lengths in front. Ah. He hasn't even got under the bridge yet. <laughs> it's just madness. If you were here yesterday in the wet, was you here? No, no, yes, I had to work. Yeah, I do actually right. do have a job. <laughs> He's basically coming on the on the straight, on, on the big, you know, yeah. corner on the straight, sideways. Yeah. Just, just, oh, I said we should get a drift car for him. Well, the kid's, the kid's half fish. Like in the wet, he excels in the wet, he revels in it, so he's, 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 he's happy being loose. Another Jimmy Richards, man. Yeah. Yeah. So he was excellent in the wet. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So that's um, another, two more races tomorrow to go, yep. of course. Mm -hmm. And I've heard conflicting reports. I thought it was going to be dry, and people are saying it's going to be wet. So, I don't know. It's both. Yeah. It's both. I know Charlie had a quick chat with her earlier. She's wanting it to be wet. Oh, she loves the wet. She, apparently, she's a fish too. Yep. So She certainly is, yeah. So she's really hoping to punch through that top 10 with the, with the yeah. water on the track. She's only got to get one more car. She's one more spot. 10. Yeah, and someone's going to take somebody in the wet. She's, there's four girls at the moment racing here in Victoria. Yeah. yeah. Which is, the, in my old time of Formula V's, um, I don't, I've never seen four girls in Formula V's racing. There's a couple, maybe three. I know there's definitely two in West Australia. Mm -hmm. There was one in New South Wales, but between West Australia and ourselves, we've got the most girls racing. Yeah. And she is the fastest girl here at the moment. Yep. yep. And she doesn't mind mixing up with the boys, don't you worry about that? No, she's keen to get into it. Oh, yeah. She's very keen to get into that 10 and push her way through. Oh, yeah. And John, on the other hand, at the Island Magic last year, he beat Ruth. <laughs> 
one of the craziest finishes I've ever seen. You were here. I was here. It was magnificent. They had to go to a further finish? They did. I think it was, what, three ten thousandths of a second oh, or something at the end, or six ten thousandths of a second? Beastie. It just depends which way, how far around the bar your transponder got cable tied on, it, like it, literally. It, it, and three wide, too. Yeah. Three wide. Yeah, it wasn't just the two of them. Yeah. Um, no, that was an incredible, but that was a win for John. Yeah. He yeah. showed very well, um, um, Anala Magic. He's had a couple of um, down, down, down meetings, if you like to call it. He's had a couple of big crashes. Um, one, one wasn't his fault, and the other one was. Yeah, turn two, he decided to play around with the concrete wall yeah. and come off second best. Yeah, no, but no. the national early this year the national series he was up into I think he was about fourth or fifth and he got cleaned up in the national series. Yeah right. Well he didn't actually get cleaned up, what happened is he came up behind another car that broke real hard to turn one and all of a sudden bang. Oh I got brake check. Yeah, it's got almost yeah. yeah. So how many how many young got drivers have you developed over the, your time? Son, yeah. Um, Rick, of course. Um, Sammy was fairly young when he was with us. Um, who else is there? Ken wasn't. Um, three or four, man. Yeah, yeah. Three or four. I have, I have had a couple of young guys who come from karting, and their biggest problem was they wouldn't listen. Yeah. And only lasted for many couple of them. Yeah. So, if you don't want to listen to me, you're going to end up wrecking the car. No, no. Mm. As I said, Ruth listens, and Charlie listens too. Mm -hmm. yeah, You're running five cars at the moment, aren't you? Four, four, four cars. Yeah, I don't own them all, just that I help them out. Yeah. Charlie, I help out, you know, because that's one of my cars anyway. And Brandon, of course, is usual with O2 Saver. Mm -hmm. And we've got Ruth's and um, John's, so we're helping him out. Because he's, he actually, is, his parents live just around the corner for me, but he, he flies out from Western Australia. Yeah. And then, of course, we've got Ruth and John. So, yeah, I've got to be careful what I say in the development I've been doing. I, I don't keep many secrets, but this one I'll keep. This one we're keeping. This yes, one is this yours. One, yeah, someone said, what are, you, what are you doing? How can we do it? Well, you work it out and you work it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm keeping this one to myself. Well, that's a, that's a benefit of being 30 years in the game, mate. Yeah, because also I built a lot of parts for that. I built the, the mufflers for the cars and I've... At least Red kept his one on this time instead of the yeah. sand down. <laughs> I've, changed, I've changed the design. 80% <laughs> uh, of the cars in Australia run my muffins. Yeah. The same as for the torsion bars, front ends that I'm, I do. Yeah. A lot of, most of them run those. Um, but yeah, I, I have built a lot of other bits and pieces for cars for different people all over the place. Yeah. And I sell, uh, I've got a customer in uh, Mexico that buys my mufflers, and I've got one in the States and one in Ireland. So are you running an engineering business at the same time? I used to run a thing called Creative Machining, yeah. which is a small engineering business over yeah. many years. But now, it's, I let it, because I'm retired now, because I'm, I'm actually a mechanical engineer as well as a uh, ex-primary school teacher. Yeah, right. Yeah, I just resigned from teaching primary school kids um, late last year. Really? You were still teaching last year? Up to last year, until about October last year. Yeah, okay. I was still teaching primary school kids. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just, how did COVID go for you? Well, 
Yeah, it was a difficult, like everyone, it was difficult for everyone. Were you doing homeschooling, like the no, same did, lessons? No, the only one I did a bit of homeschooling with was my granddaughter. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I, I taught her at school and also taught my grandson at school. But my son, they live at Tukuru down the Moira Peninsula, yep. so I, I, they, don't, they didn't go to the school that I, I was teaching. So you went doing Zoom lessons with your class and stuff? Yeah, sometimes we used to do that, yeah, but I was more a relief teacher, so. I used to fill in for a lot of teachers, and so basically I had grades from preps right up to grade yeah, six. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. But when I was 34, I got out of the engineering and went into teaching, mm. but I kept my little workshop mm. going, and I was still doing engineering, I still do engineering. And my other passion, absolute passion, is steam engines. Yes, we just spoke about this last round. Yeah. You I actually make... I make steam engines and boilers, yeah. and I'm restoring a, a inch and a half um, Traction engine I got from England, not that long ago. I'm restoring it, and it's strong enough to pull me and the two grandkids along. Really? Yeah. I've got nearly 30 steam engines now. They all going? All by two. Yeah. I haven't restored them yet. I've just got them recently, and oh, and I have another one on its way from America at the moment. So how long does it take you to restore a steam engine? Generally, I mean, the traction like engines take me over two years to restore. Really? Yeah. I built my first steam engine when I was 15. Yeah. My, when I started my apprenticeship. Yeah, from a, scratch or out of a kit? No, from scratch. Yeah. And um, I worked at a foundry and they had a machine shop as well. And my mate, who was a pattern maker, uh, we cast the components. We designed and cast the components for what we call our um, our um, one of our major tasks for the apprenticeship. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So he did he did that and cast it and then I machined it. And I've yeah. still got it at home. Really? It still runs like a dream. Still runs? Oh it's a little double oscillating engine. What are you using for the to make the steam? Is it wet fuel or No 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 I've got well, you can't do that. Goodness gracious me. I build the board yeah coal. Now, I get my coal from Wales. You import coal. I get yeah. I get it through a guy up in Queensland. Yeah. Yeah, we get it, and it comes from Wales because it's the best model engine coal. And I build the boilers. Yeah. I completely build the boilers, and we run them on coal. Cool. It's not like a really low soot, high grade coal, is it, or something? Yeah, it's a, it's 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 a pretty it's a very hot coal. Hot coal. Yeah. yeah. And you just get the fire going. And, yeah. Um, and I've got them. One of them runs an S S fifty Stuart. It runs a generator which generates lights and oh, I've got all other things that <laughs> we neighbours know when I've got them out, let me tell you. Well, you get the, see oh, the whistle going? They, get the whistle going. They, they love it when they hear the whistle and then one of the neighbours said I love the smell of the coal. It's a, it's something that takes you back to like an earlier time, like a way early time, 50, 60 years ago. Yeah, um, like and when it goes back into the, um, what do they call it, the, um, when they first started using steam in it, the um, re revolution, the industrial revolution, oh, yes, yeah. yeah, goes right back there. Yeah, yeah. My oldest, my oldest steam is 114 years old. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that, that's 18, and I've got one that's 1896. People say, are you kidding? I said, no, they, they were doing steam well before. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that steam has been around for years. Yeah, so I love that, and that's my other passion besides racing. Racing? Yeah. It keeps you all busy, but between these four wheels and your steam engines. Mate, uh, since I've retired, I seem to be doing, I'm busier than what I was. Yeah. Like, I just finished that gearbox there. Yeah. Yeah, so um, things like that, I do that, make all the parts with the gearboxes. And that. 
Um, so yeah. How long you got left in your racket? I was till you drop. I was seventy-one yesterday. Were ya? Yep. Oh, happy birthday! Thank you, mate. Happy birthday. Um, okay. The, uh, at the moment, I'm hoping three years because I have a grand, two grandsons. Yeah. That run go karts. Yeah. Young Jensen's in the Cadet Nines, and Caden, who's eleven, is in the KA3 Junior Light, and he's very, very good. He's another reef. Now, when he's fourteen, he's allowed to run, and I've told John. He's going to be, I've given that car to him, and we'll give John the flick, of course. He knows that. Yeah. Anyway, so Caden will be running the car when he's 14. And I think what I'll do then is, Drew, he's the trailer, he's the car. There you go. There you go. I'll, see me. I'll go to the meetings. Talk. Yeah, yeah, just drop in every day. I, I still go to go-kart meetings. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the boys are going well. Yeah, good. They love their karting. Yeah. It's in the family, isn't it? Just racing family. Well, the boys are three, the third generation. The third generation. Yeah. Keep it going. And yeah. the wife is. The um yeah the wife has been around for so long. Doesn't really concern. She's um, she used to come to the racing. She's been to a kart meeting. She's more into her craft. Yeah. And line dancing. So. Yeah. And that's that's something you do. That's. The rules for happy marriage? Yes. You and separate and together. Yes. Separate interests but together. She she's up in Queensland at the moment. Oh in the warmth. <laughs> yeah. She said I'm sitting outside twenty sixty degrees. Thank you very much for that dear. Yeah, take it two off that yeah. instead of here. And she knows that you know the like the racing and the steam. Yeah. Yeah. And it's lucky because my workshop's at home. Yeah. yeah. And then she retired as well. Mm -hmm. um, she just does a little bit of um, work for LCH and NDIs and she looks after older people, she takes them shopping and all that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, right. Just it, when she's not line dancing mm -hmm. or doing her close to my heart, she does close to my heart stuff, mm -hmm. which is an American thing. So that's the happy marriage. Yeah, that's good. what she was and I do what I want to do and since then we've been nearly, nearly 50 years. Nearly 50 years ago? Yeah. Like a couple, couple to go, yeah? You better get this right. She might see this. Yeah, 40, 48, I think, this year. 48 this year, yeah, two more to go. Ish. <laughs> yeah, good. That's fantastic. So, where are we going to go with these boys this weekend? And Charlie? Well, I'm, I, and this is the thing. I said to Charlie, you're starting 14. Mm. I would like you to get at least past two cars per race, mm -hmm. which means if you start 14, you should come in 12 for the first race, 10th mm -hmm. for the next one, mm -hmm. and hopefully 8th for the last one. Mm -hmm. She's in 11th. She passed 3. Yeah. Right. So we're on track there. Yeah. Um, Johnny got badly, badly balked in the first yeah. lap. Well, it's put him back, and he wasn't happy about it. But he should have been in the top six, no worries. Mm. Because he he has one here. Didn't he end up 7th? 7th, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he was in, like, yeah, no man's land. land. Yeah, yeah. the problem with, with the island, once you're by yourself, no toe. But he was catching the other front bunch. I reckon yeah. another two or three laps and he would have been up there pretty close. So, and my plan, I said to him the same thing, you know, two and two. Mm -hmm. I can't say that to Ruth. <laughs> There's no one to pass. <laughs> except, for, except for the water hands and the Cape Baron Beast. Uh, I just, uh, I shouldn't say this, I suppose, but you wouldn't want to sponsor him. No. No, 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 no,
It was disappearing under the Melbourne sign over the hump before the others come around the, yeah. the straight. And there were battle pack. They were battle pack. Yeah, there were five of them. So yeah. that, that's where all the and they were. They're not. Was. They're not slow drivers. No. No. Well, Collinson won the championship last year. Yeah. Didn't yeah. He? I think Roof was still. Jones was in it with them. Yeah, um, Jones was Patterson. Um, no. Yeah, it was a little, nice little was battle pack. Six, six of them. Yeah, it's a nice, great little, you know, battle pack. But Reef didn't give him a chance. He was done by Southern Loop. First, first lap, he was. I don't know. Out. One three quarter seconds of a lap. Because you were staying there watching me. Yeah. Oh, another one and a half seconds. It's, it's a second and a bit of lap. It's literally that did ten laps, and he ended up thirteen point, almost fourteen seconds. And it would be really nice if. Um, We'd love to see him back in the Super 2s, yeah. but the problem is it's, it's, it's money, yeah. as you know, it's more than um, yeah, I've, I've done my bit, <laughs> that was about the end of it, but I'm going to be wrecked with Terry. Uh, and yeah, basically we're just running out of money. Yeah, well hopefully uh, people, we had a chat with Reef earlier, Reef and Scotty, so hopefully we'll be able to get some sponsorship and some partnerships for him. And yep get him into where he needs to go at the next level of his progression as a, for his career. I don't want him to stop running the form of the because I think that's very good for his reflexes. Well, not so much now, he's getting the front so much. Yeah. Um, we've got the second round of Warwick Park for the National Series, maybe so with the top of New South Wales guys, so it's going to be interesting to see how he goes there. That's right, big fish, small pond, yeah. expand the pond. Yeah. You need a bigger pond. Yeah. Warwick, Warwick um, Morgan Park is very much like a uh, bit like um, Winton, and it's sort of corners. Yeah, it is, yeah. It's not the best to be on track, but anyway. Um, yeah, so up there, and the last round. Is... Just gonna watch the emus. Oh, the emus and the kangaroos. Kangaroos and emus. Someone told me once, I don't know how true it is, that a sports sedan wants to dig it. Yeah, probably out the back, yeah. But our last round is the one of Magic, of yeah. the National Series. Yeah. And if he's going like this. It'll be five in a row. And we're not doing the Australian titles this year because it's just too expensive to get the cars on the boat over to Tasmania. It's just we decided that we'd do the National Series this year, but we'll give them the, national, the national, Australian National next year. Next year we'll give them. Well, it's back on the mainland, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm not sure where it is on the mainland. It might be WA or South Australia or something. Yeah, the, the, the price to get the cars over in the boat is just last time I went over there with the cars on the boat. Yeah. It's just can't justify it. Oh no! And then you've got your accommodation and your food, and then the flights for the flight over, yeah. hire cars and all that. And it just went up and up and up. Yeah. And I said, just got you know, no, we'll just do the national series this year. He's still young. He's 19. Yeah, he's got time, but he will run out of time. He will. Because there's a window. That's right. And he's sort of in the window now. now. Yeah, we've got to get him into the twos if we can, as yeah. soon as we can. So, happy this year we'll be able to get a push up and get some coin up and, I don't know, get some partnerships. Yeah, yeah, I've sort of run out of a few brownie points with some people. Yeah, but you've done your bit, like you've already got in there, so everyone can see it. I'll, I'll keep him going on the beast. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's still going to race those. But... Yeah, because, uh, you know, like, Scott said to me, I should be sell the beast. I said, no. I said, the money you get for the beast. Um, it's not going to cover that much with the Super 2s. I said, plus, exactly what's happened now. We're not in the Super 2s. Mm. We've got to keep him racing, so mm. now he's back with the Vs. Yeah. Yep. And it's a bit like 
you know, some of the guys that run the sprint cars, you know, it's reflexes to keep them. Well, with the main supercars calendar only having 12 rounds yeah. for the season, all of the drivers are looking to do something else. Their drivers is what they do. So that's why everyone's doing sprint cars, rally cars, Shane's over New Zealand, yep. like, like the guys, Anton's over in, and Chaz are in Spa this weekend to get ready for the 24 hour. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes, they're doing testing over there for the 24 hour. Yeah. There's not enough you know, car racing, so like Will Brown's in TCR. Doing TCRs, yeah, there's a few of them in TCR. Uh, not as many as there were. Like Chaz was there, yeah, and then yeah. he's had one year only, and then uh, Tony Delberto is still racing TCR, but he's no longer main game in supercars. But he's in, he won the championship last year for Willie Brown. Oh, you did ask me about and the young people that I've helped. Mm. Um, I did a bit of tutoring with um, Jack Dubrock. Oh, Jack Dubrock. Jack Dubrock used to be a beat driver. He had a cracking weekend in Tasmania last week. Max Stone Racing were right up the front. I know, yeah, I saw that. Like, like top 10, top 5, qualifying. Like, he was it's probably one of the best meetings he's had for a while. It, it truly is. I know Jack's playing pretty well. I know Jack. And Jack sometimes turns up at the boys at the go-karts. So. Mm -hmm. And of course, the grandsons are Jack Dubrock. Wow, I don't think yeah. I've ever seen him. Yeah. And the other person that I uh, were, was involved, and I actually taught him at school, uh, was Jason Bright. Really? Mm. Right. I taught Jason at um, TAFE. What was he like at TAFE? Was he cranky? No, he was very quiet, very calm. He was a... Uh, so we learned that later. <laughs> yeah. He was uh, on, yeah, I think it was engineering with the ACC. Right. Yeah. I know his parents quite well too. Yeah, but Jason um, helped drew my son a lot, a little bit when he was running his school. Right. I actually got photos of him, Jason, in his school. What was he racing back then? Jason, he was with Stone Brothers. Yeah, okay. Yes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Maybe. SBR. Yeah, maybe. Oh, it's, mate, that's going back a bit. Yeah. It is going back a bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and he also ran the Formula Hole. Yeah. Remember, he had a Formula Hole. Because I remember we had to. He comes from the. He came from the same town I live in, Jason. And um, one round to go. Uh, he was leading the former Open Championship, but finances was knocking him around. And we had a big thing in Newborough, and um, yeah, we got enough money to do it. We won the last round, and I believe he went up big one. Fantastic. Yeah, that's that's the deal. I mean, community helping out each other. Young bloke having a go. Yeah. Seems unfair that it, yeah. the only thing holding him back, because like you see, in your 30 years, so many talented drivers. Well, Cam Waters is a V man. Without, with, yeah, but without budget. Yes. The ones that can't get through because they don't have the coin. Yeah, I know. We're in the same boat at the moment. Yeah. And up and down the lane, there'll be like, in the forwards as well. In the forwards, it's the same. Everyone's got the same dream. And, well, not everyone, but the younger ones starting a career are looking for the same pathway. Yeah. And unfortunately... It's unfortunately, Ford's a hell of a lot dearer than what we are. Yeah. Anyway, so that's... That's you. That's what I do. That's you. Still running Beecham Racing successfully. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, who gets to keep the cups? Oh, I said... <laughs> they do. Um, although Matt did allow me to keep the big Australian one for a six months yeah. but the wife was quite happy to give it back to him because it just collected dust um <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go with the decor 
the V Association are running a team competition. Yes. Right. Each team gets points on where they land. Yeah. We're winning it at the moment, and they said to me, four. So if we win it, who gets the cup?" I said, "Well, I do." Yeah. It's your team. Your <laughs> yeah. name's on the front. Name's on the shirt. You guys got all the other trophies. I'm yeah. having that one. Yeah. <laughs> if we win it. Yeah. If your name's on the shirt, if we you are, get the keep the trophy. We are leading it. Yeah, because Reece leads the championship and, yeah. lead, and we lead the, lead the team one as well. Yeah, fantastic. All right, mate, well, that's Thanks. a short little introduction to the guru of Formula V. Good old Beachy over here. Yeah. He's forgotten more than we're going to learn, so, and he's still pulling some tricks out. So I, I, I had a guy once say to me, he said, You're the only bloke that I know that knows the size. Length, diameters, and whatever, every nut and bolt in the Formula V. And I said, Yeah. <laughs> and you'll probably notice a lot of them come up to me. What's this? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, I see it at the track. Like, you're talking I run away, I, run, I do run away sometimes. Yeah. See? Two of them come in before because they're looking for me. Yeah. So I suppose <laughs> I better go and see what they're doing. You might have to go do some work, yeah. Oh. You guys are finished for the day, haven't you? Yeah, we're finished. I want to go home and have yeah. a nice wine. Cause yeah. you got to remember that Reef is now working with his dad in the winery. Yes, he's going to be a winemaker too. Yeah. Oh, third generation winemaker. Yeah, I'm making sure I'm hanging around. <laughs> Tell you what, some nice wines. I'm good to find out. Yeah, I'm yeah. good to find out. I put out this bottle last night, but that big, looked like a Darwin stubby of wine. Yeah, yeah. And I got up this one and went, whoa, there's a lot missing. I was going to say, is there still a big bottle left or? <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll just cut that bit out. You will cut that all right, all right. Thanks, mate. Dad. Thanks for the chat. Glad, glad Let's go back out. Let's go talk to some guys racing. Let's see what the boys are doing. That's it. Spot on. Yeah, they're, they're all probably looking for me. Done. So.